1: Good morning and hello, kids, and welcome to season three and episode of, I really don't know at the moment, (laughs) of the Daily Beaver Morning Show here on the Crier Media Network. Yeah. Today, recording day is Tuesday, I guess it would be, October 24th, 2023 and it looks like it's going to be a lovely day here at the beaver lodge i am your host the eager beaver pronouns he him hey mr beaver A. and with me as usual is my good friend mr grizzly thank you for your patience today kits as you may or may not know yours truly suffers from insomnia and not counting last night 13 of the 18 previous nights were extremely short including the run of the play. I do not know how I did that second show on Saturday, to be totally honest. (laughs) Yeah. Last night, yesterday, we tried a prescription of fresh air. So my sweetie took me for a nice fall hike in a park about 40 minutes from here. Then we grabbed some dinner because we were just too tired. I was too tired and lazy to cook anything. And then I came home and then I took a very nice bath in some Epsom salts and the different uh, products from mother Earth that my sweetie went to a workshop a while ago, indigenous led workshop to create home medicines and stuff. And I uh, brought them to me as a Christmas gift a couple of years ago, last year, actually. So I soaked in that for a while. And then like Dean does often a melatonin and I slept like a baby. <laughs> Actually, not like a baby. I slept like a log because babies don't sleep through the night. I normally sleep like a mm-hmm. baby. I slept like a log, like a stone. Exactly.
0: exactly. I slept like a baby. So you were up every 45 minutes crying. Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's my usual nights. No, it's actually it's not and... like that. Usually I either have trouble, I used to have trouble falling asleep, but once I was asleep that I was okay, it's flipped. Now I have no trouble falling asleep. I have trouble staying asleep. So Yeah, that's my, yeah. my issue. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah
0: fall asleep easily. Very easily. Actually, it was like last night. As an example, sat down on the couch at eight o'clock. I got home at eight, sat down on the couch. I'm going like, to lay out for 30 minutes. I set three alarms. I set an alarm for 8.30, 9, and 9.15 to do the 9.30 show. Do you think I heard any of them? Nope. Woke up at 11.
1: Well, that's what, that's what happened to me yesterday after we did our show in the morning. There's a couple of things we had to tend to and my curling match, because I'm a senior now and I get to curl days, was scheduled for 1.30 and mm-hmm. it's like 11.30 and I'm just stretched out on the sofa and Alex says, yeah, I'm just going to go to the grocery store for like milk and eggs and bread and stuff. And it's like, okay. And at that moment where sleep's about to come and your head gets really heavy and that sort of like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. woozy feeling comes... I'm on the sofa and that's happening and it's, oh crap, I don't have an alarm set for 12. And what if Alex meets somebody or has a conversation or has a coffee while he's going, I need to get up. <laughs> it was just like, oh, crap. Gonna gonna, I was certainly going to, I, I would have slept right through the time to go get that bus for the curling match. Well, I thought I was going to be okay because I had set three
0: alarms, but no, that uh, apparently my body decided otherwise. Mm -hmm. So yeah, woke up at 11, crawled into bed, fell right back to sleep and didn't wake up until I don't know what time. So I think I'm very well rested today. I think. Yes. I just, I'm not a morning person and I'm not unpleasant in the morning. I'm just not human. I'm a zombie. So how I manage to be able to do this every day is actually beyond me. I do wake up at five. I get out of bed at six. So the by seven, I'm ready to do this. And I'm usually logged to the computer by 6.05, writing stuff and getting ready to go. Somehow by seven o'clock, I'm functioning as a walking, talking,
1: eating, sleeping, breathing human being. I don't know how that, it works. That was me as a teenager and until like my early thirties or something. In high school, the mornings was like shop fizzed and <laughs> Because the brain didn't click in for math until two. <laughs> so, is there was a definite, if it was math before 2 a.m., my grade was never hit above a certain thing. And if my math was after 2 p.m., my grade never hit below that same mark.
0: They discovered not too long ago, a few things actually, school starts too early for anybody over the age of 13 yep. period. You are not, uh, until after 10 a.m., you are not functioning at your best. You're just simply not. You're not. It's been proven time and time again. And then, of course, the other thing the Finns discovered, that was when you eliminate homework, grades go up. Okay. Yep. That's eliminate right. homework. And you know what homework is? You know what homework is? It's literally a social experiment to adulthood when they want you to work more than your, than your paid hours. It's a social experiment to to get you brainwashed into thinking, yes, I have to bring this work home with me at the end of the day. But you work 9 to 5. After 5 o'clock, you don't get paid, or 8 to 4, whatever your shift is. After that, you're not getting paid. So doing work at home is working for free. That's free labor for your employer.
1: I remember, I think it was a family circle cartoon when I was a kid. Was two boys. I think they were like looking at each other, and the dad was coming home with a briefcase like this, and he says, "Oh my God, you never outgrow homework."
0: (laughs) That's what homework is. It's a social experiment. It's a social conditioning to get you to believe that you need to do work when you get home. I'm like Finland. They said, "No, we're no more homework," and they discovered grades went up. Number one and number two. Also. You're having people doing extra work outside of their working hours, and school is work, is it not? Yes. Studying is work. Yes. We start working from the age of four, and don't stop until we die. Hmm. Yeah. There you go. I know that's dark, but tell me. Yes. On that light
1: note, we're
0: in it. <laughs> die or retire. <laughs> if if you're lucky enough to be able
1: to retire. Oh man. Okay. Not everybody is yes daily beaver does yes that does e- yes that does indeed equal beaver sweetie indeed yes <laughs> thanks for the question and uh, kit mohan says good morning for good morning damn fam from mateo and i six-year-old mateo by the way six-year-old in a few days now good morning everyone good morning family lovely to see you thank you so much uh for joining us. Yes, Ms. Sudeikis. I had a very deep sleep and didn't want to get up. I think that's the thing too. It's like when you're enjoying it, it's like, oh, come on, man. I'm in, a, I'm in a good vibe here. Let's keep it going. <laughs> All right. But there is news, my friends, there is news. So let's talk about it. A lot of going on. Mm, it's like little strings and stuff. But one of the stories is that if you live in Ontario, because we talked about her a little bit the other day, an MPP in Ontario named Sarah Jama got the boot from her party. Now, mm-hmm. it has to do again with the Israel and Palestine thing. And Evan Scrimshaw's latest makes an interesting point that it's not so much about what she said, but again, probably how she said it. And here, I'm just going to read from his latest here Sarah Jemma's Sanctimonious Self Destruction. Frankly, what did she expect? Sarah Jemma rose on the floor of the Ontario Legislature to speak against her being censured and gave a completely different speech to the one she had agreed with her leadership to give. She lied to the leadership of her party. And now people are trying to make the patently absurd claim. She's the victim of her own booting from the Ontario NDP caucus. And I'm surprised that smart people seem to be missing. What appears to me to be the bleeding obvious, whatever your view of this, and trust me, you could not pay me enough to litigate this in public. She was told that her status in caucus was conditional on her not surprising the leadership anymore, and then she gave a speech referring to Israeli apartheid and occupation, which were not in the text shared with the NDP leadership. No shit she got tossed from caucus. The reason I'm not litigating the merits, pardon the pun, of this issue is that I'm deeply unqualified to say what should and shouldn't happen from here. I'm anti-Hamas, pro-civilians living in anti-war crimes, but that's what everyone with a brain should be. But while it's the case that on the surface Sarah Jama's fight with the NDP is about whether or not Hamas's actions are in some way justified by Israeli actions, both past, sorry, both past and present, it's just the latest in an emerging fault line in the NDP more broadly. Jama wants the NDP to be an activist's collective where she can say whatever she wants so long as it's in the name of supporting her principles and ideals. And Merritt Stiles wants to win the next election. And that, my friends, is a fight I'm actually very qualified to write about. So let's dig in. <laughs> I like the way he writes. <laughs>
0: He's, well, I, and, you know, you start to read his column and you don't, you might not see who wrote it. You start reading, oh, that's got to be a scrimshaw. It's got to be. It's got to be. Yep. Because his writing is very much his voice and his yep. insight is just unbelievably brilliant. It, for such a young man, he really does get it. Oh, he yeah. He gets it so much more than I ever did at his age. I have so much respect for him.
1: Yep. All right. He continues. I've written a lot in the federal context about how the NDP is a marriage between economic left-wingers who often sometimes don't have the greatest social values and socially progressive urbanites who ironically say the word safe spaces. But in the places they've replaced the liberals, they're also a marriage between pragmatists and true believers. Wab Canu barely sounded like a dipper in Winnipeg and Manitoba earlier this month. And the great fight inside the Alberta NDP that nobody about nobody, sorry. <clears throat> and the great fight inside the Alberta NDP that nobody's talking about publicly is whether to replace Notley with Nahid Nenshi, running on ideological nothingness, or a true believer who will keep the party dedicated to its roots. In Ontario, the Liberals haven't necessarily been replaced, but the NDP would very much like to replace them, and are finally acting like it. The NDP are trying to be a party that can win the next election. And again, whatever you think of their chances of doing so, they're setting themselves up to at least try. And that's a difficult thing to tolerate when you want the NDP to be what they are federally, a place for unelectable purists to feel morally superior than others. Boom. What JAMA wants the Ontario NDP to be is a place where she's allowed to opine on the world and the province as she sees fit, an Occupy-style collective with no leadership and therefore no mechanism to criticize or hold her accountable. It's a nifty proposition and nice work if you can get it. And you can get it if you try. That's my own. She was a dipper from Hamilton Centre, possibly the safest seat in the province, but it's not what the NDP have decided they're about. They've decided they want to be about doing shit and not saying shit. Mm -hmm. I know that some in my readership will disagree, but there is no value in moral superiority from politicians. Yes, that's so true. And that's the point I was making the other day Mm -hmm. about Israel and Gaza. There's a moral reality and there's a real politic. And -hmm. the real politic will never yield to the moral reality and the game they're playing is politics. Yes. So that's, yes, we as individual citizens are moral. Mm-hmm. and therefore we look at that. But politicians are about the politics and international affairs are not about morality. They're about power mm-hmm. and no country has friends. They merely have interests. True. That's the real politic of it. Bleak, but true. Yeah. And parties, opposition parties like the conservatives and the NDP or when the conservatives are in power, the liberals and the hippie or where the NDP is in power, <laughs> conservatives and liberals often like to make the moral argument, like mm. right, to try and sway. But if you are being a good politician in terms of governing the country, you take morality into account. Of course, you do not want a moral government, but mm. it's probably not going to be the primary concern.
0: No, definitely not. That's just the game. So, well, fiscal responsibility rarely lines up with morality. Right? It's, like it's hard to be fiscally
1: responsible and feed everyone.
0: Yeah. You make a decision. Which one do you want? You want to feed everybody? That's well, not going to be fiscally responsible, but everybody's going to live. Look at the That's UBI. The yeah,
1: exactly. It's clearly the way to go. Mm-hmm. But the well, argument I, is, do you want to pay people not to work? Do you want to, to not work? Do you want to demotivate people as if, you know, all these people are talking about people as if there's like within the human instinct, the motivation to want to improve your lot. If everybody has a UBI that suddenly as human beings, we'll stop comparing ourselves to each other and go, Hey, I want that too. And then working from never, that, we'll stop having dreams and goals and aspirations and desires, right? We just that's stop be being happen. human.
0: It's never going to happen.
1: <laughs> so, but, and then. The conservatives
0: who are, who are fighting against the UBI are like, "This is going to cost us too much money. Okay. So when jobs that exist today are slowly falling away on the daily because of things like robotics and AI,
1: what then? Right. How so, do we pay people? Exactly. When everyone says, I know that some in my readership will disagree, but there's no value in moral superiority from politicians. He's right. If that's what you want, don't look there for it. You'll get the odd politician yeah. who's a maverick in that way and will stand up and will but politics is not where you go for morality. No. It's just not. No, it is not. I guess you will it, it's just setting yourself up to be disappointed. Oh yeah. And you've got better things to do with your emotions. Oh, well, continue from where he was. I know that some in my readership will dis- disagree, but there is no value in moral superiority from politicians. Jama is freely entitled to voice her opinion. Of course she is as a citizen of this country, but she is not entitled to voice any opinion free from consequence the number of times we say this. Free speech exists. In Canada, we call it free expression. Free speech exists. Speech free of consequences does not. You put something out into the world, there will be a consequence. Good, bad, ugly, positive, negative, but there will be a consequence. Something will happen.
0: Yeah, I have a bomb in an airport and see what happens. You're free to say that, but watch what happens when you do.
1: Yes, and then walk into a kindergarten class and say, I've got free candy and see what happens. Yeah. (laughs) Good, bad, or ugly.
0: (laughs) You you are free to say that,
1: but you're not free from the consequences of what you say walk into the offices of Lotto 649 and say, I have the winning ticket. Yeah. It's like, you're, th- there's a consequence mm-hmm. to everything you say. Consequences Some, are it, not necessarily bad or terrible, right. but when you put right. something out to the universe, something happens. Yes. And that was what I
0: wanted to thank you for put, saying that. Consequences not, are, are not always bad or terrible, but there always is a consequence for everything you say. It's yeah. not negative, but there's always an equal and opposite reaction physics, right? (laughs) It's simple as that. You put it out there, something's coming back.
1: You said something, that's energy. You put it out in the Mm -hmm. world, energy's going to come back. That's just in one way or another. That's life. Oh yeah. Yes. Freedom of expression dictates the government can't toss her in jail for saying something that I thought was dog shit. It doesn't mean the NDP have to continue to associate themselves with her indefinitely that she was censured is anti-democratic anti-demo- and should be denounced. However, and I'm glad the Ontario NDP still voted against it. Mm-hmm. With those criticizing the NDP, NDP Blanche, I don't know what that means exactly. Maybe there's a word missing there. Carte Blanche, maybe. So I'm going to read Carte Blanche in there, but I might be wrong. Mm-hmm. With those criticizing the NDP Carte Blanche and attack at attacking, say, Leslie Lewis for meeting with the German Nazi, Of course not, because when it's the right, the left has no issue with using the views or actions of a singular member to paint the whole group with that brush. But when it comes to JAMA, there's this weird belief that the NDP in some ways owes her something as if she didn't stab them in the back. And if she made a promise that she would not freelance and then went out and freelance and, of all issues on the planet, to freelance this one. While there's a war going on, yeah, it wouldn't be hey. I have no problem with you believing that the Palestinians should be treated well, but you're not a particularly good team player. You got to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You can't do that when you're a member
0: of a team. This kind of worked in the favor. Ford was the one who called for her ouster. Well, yeah, I it gave him a distraction. Him. Yeah. It's the, it's the distraction, right?
1: Yeah. Look over there. And, and here's the there. irony. There, the guy, that's, the guy that's leading the government that's now officially under criminal investigation demanded the resignation of someone and got it when he's the one who should be gone.
0: Uh, and he went his demand, he tweeted his demand, and my, my response was, You first, but he got what he wanted. Oh, oh shit. I was telling to
1: pay the consequences for his actions in this case, is it he- Again, if, if we're going to be doing comparative consequencing. Sarah Jama for freelancing on her party, Doug Ford for making his entire party the subject of a criminal investigation. Yeah. And he's still there. Uh, Ontario NDP caucus, Ontario PC caucus. You're not helping your re-election chances. Oh goodness, no. You gotta throw Papa from the train. If Sarah they, Jama's out of caucus for what she did. He gotta go. It won't happen though. I, I, I agreed, but it won't happen. Like juxtaposition
0: here. She said some words that people disagree with. He did some things that are criminal. Mm-hmm. She's but again, gone. How is he still there?
1: But again, she's not gone for her words. No, she's no, gone no, you're for right. promising her party that she mm-hmm. would behave in a certain way. She he still could have made that point. Yes. She maybe would have had to run it by the party and maybe advocate more within the party.
0: She got ousted for a justifiable reason.
1: Yes. The party made a decision that they were only going to go so far Mm -hmm. in their statements. Mm -hmm. She wanted it to say more. It was not going to. So she did. But in the name of the party. Yeah. Which
0: I'm sorry, you you can't do that. Not when they said, don't do it.
1: I guess (laughs) what you agreed to in the team You advocate for what you want in the team. But once the team makes a decision as a team player, you run with it. Mm -hmm. So there are people in Justin Trudeau's caucus, who I'm sure are, when it comes to the pro-choice thing, Mm -hmm. maybe have an issue. Oh yeah. Yeah. um, There definitely definitely is. Definitely wouldn't do it personally. Definitely would not be happy if someone in their family did it. Mm -hmm. But as a member of that party. Their official stance will be, regardless of what I personally believe, I'm going to fight to the death for your right to have access to this. That's the team. Mm-hmm. She was not on the team. On this well, issue. and
0: you know, now, we're getting different comments here about how uh, there's a lot of support behind her and how she's oh, a good yeah. person. And, and absolutely, none of that's up for question. And I'm not even—I don't even have an issue with what she said. Exactly. We read what she said. It's not bad. It's not it's bad. True. I don't have a problem with it. She was accurate. The, the issue is she went against the party on this. She said, I'll, I'll do this and did something else, and you, you just can't simply have that. It's just, you just can't have that within the party. Anybody in the Liberal caucus who does that, they're going to get booted
1: too. When an MP does something that throws the party off message, mm-hmm. they're, again, you're free to do it. But there are consequences.
0: And, that's, and, and she's facing it for this. Like this. And
1: now, no, no. had she, you know, my party has decided this, I disagree with this, I'm going to now sit as an independent and advocate, there would be no issue right now. No, zero. There'd be no controversy. Mm-hmm. So there's always a way to do what you want to do. But I guess at some point she had a decision point. Mm -hmm. at some point that I want to say this is the deal I made with my party. She made a decision. She made a decision. Yes. Yes. Now the decision she made was to go ahead with it. Her next question should have been, how do I do this in a way that doesn't damage my party and it would have been to step down from caucus and do it as an independent there must have been something about her association with the party that she valued to make it such that she did not do that. Mm-hmm. And well, in an I, effort to try to keep that, she lost it. Again, like you said earlier,
0: uh, it, she's a moral person and, and
1: politics throws wasn't morality gonna at the it. window. Like Evan said, she's decided that she wanted to do one thing. And Merit Stahl decided that she wanted to win. Yes. And, and that's as we what you do. And as we mentioned on a previous show, you don't win an election in Canada on the subject of Israel and Palestine.
0: No, you do not.
1: You no. don't. The people who are talking about affordability and housing, I'm sure they're very nice people, and they're horrified by what's going on. But there's also the reality that's over there, and we're over here, and our problems are no less real for us just because that's going on down there. mm-hmm somebody that doesn't have a place to live here, doesn't have a place, more a place to live here because we took the 100% moral stance here on an issue going on across the sea. That's what I'm talking, when I'm talking about the real politic of politics, Take mm-hmm. no matter how horrible something somewhere else in the world is, the politician here today, because all politics is local, still has to make sure you can get a house and eat. Yes.
0: Let's, let's change that from house to a dwelling. Dwelling. Yes. Shelter. Right. Shelter. Yes. Because Roof we're all entitled and food to housing. Yes. We're all yes. entitled to housing. Doesn't mean I get to own a home. I have a, a, a home in that this is where I live. Mm-hmm. But is, Do I own a house? No, but I
1: have a home. Mm-hmm. My apartment so, is my home. And I want the kids to understand that what I'm doing here is when I'm looking at the situation, I'm separating the variables and the constants. Mm -hmm. Many people get booted from the parties from freelancing. Oh, yes. The subject material here, the context is the variable. We're talking Israel, Palestine, and again, pogrom and hostage taken and the worst stuff. Mm -hmm. Absolute worst stuff. So yes, but constants are constants for a reason. Mm -hmm. Regardless of the variables, they don't change. So it's the constant is you have an mp that wants to take a public stance different from their party how do they do that now the subject could be housing the subject could be anti trans legislation the subject right we've seen mm-hmm. a lot of we saw in new brunswick a lot of mps step away yes bonnie i can't remember her name sharp now i think it is mm-hmm. she wrote the note put it on yes. the desk then went and to walked speak, out yeah and then went to speak mm-hmm She could have spoke first, wrote the note, right? She wrote the note, left, then spoke. That's the order. Mm -hmm.
0: I resign, walk out, then you have your public speech.
1: Yeah. So it's, it really is. That's what I'm trying to make say a lot. A procedure, a process. Yes, yes, it's, it really, this is a process issue. Mm Mm-hmm. And she didn't follow process. And the process. context all around it, the emotion mm-hmm. turns around like, oh, it's persecution. It's not. Now, again, if you have an interest in doing that, it, it is mm-hmm. an argument that you can make. But if you are looking, really, she made a promise to her party and she broke it. Yes.
0: And that's what it boils down to in the end. And and, and again, like you said, Merritt Stiles wants to win. And I've been asked a number of times why I don't get into politics. And I've said, I've seen too many people have seen me naked, but what it boils down, and that, I do not that's not a problem. I don't care about that. I don't care about that. The thing is, my personal life is my personal life and I don't want it under a microscope because it invades the lives of others. But here's what it boils down to, really. The reason I cannot do it is... I wouldn't be able to follow along with a party when it boils down to, we have to win, so you can't say that. I'm like, eh, sorry, that goes against my essence of being. It goes against my, it goes against who I am. I cannot toe the
1: party line. But that's why we need politicians. We need activists. Yes. Who work outside the more militant, who create the social pressure. Mm -hmm. We're not afraid to to name and shame, and we need the advocates, the people that work within the system, but Mm -hmm. we're not part of government, NGOs and all that kind of stuff, to take when the militants embarrass the people enough to say, okay, maybe we should do this, that there are some serious people to deal with that are not from the government with whom they can negotiate. So you need people who want to do the right thing in government, You need advocates and you need activists. And if you are the type of person that cannot hold your tongue, then you're on the more activist militant side or on the advocacy side, probably not leading an advocacy organization because you still have to do the diplomacy, but you're the strategic person that brings attention to an issue and can name and shame. And you need that. But at some point you got, once you've created the opening, you got to hand that off. Oh yes. We had that problem in the HIV AIDS movement because there were mm. so few of us when the pharmaceutical companies weren't doing the right things. Right? We would go to a conference and we would go to an event where we would get to network that was sponsored by the pharmaceutical company. Mm. And the conference was sponsored by the pharmaceutical company. So they created the space for all these people and scientists and whatnot to get together along with members of the community to try to find some avenues forward but then the same people that were at the gala shaking the hand of the pharmaceutical company, thanking them for having created the space were 30 minutes later on the streets with protest signs and placards with video cameras, embarrassing the pharmaceutical company to do. And at one point, they get on saying, if you're going to shake our hand and one, and like, why do we want to do business? And therefore you had to have the advocates. Yes. The advocates shook the hand at the gala, the activists. <laughs> the that,
0: that is how it's done. It's it, levels, multiple layers of, of politics involved, and many of them are not even, you know, not politicians.
1: So, They're not, but we're S- activists. Sarah Jama is probably a great independent MP. If she wants to work mm-hmm. within Parliament. She is probably a wonderful leader of an advocacy group and can do the advocacy work. On behalf of an organization, but she might not be a party politics person.
0: Mm-hmm. Entirely possible, and it would seem to be that way in this instance. Anywhere,
1: but and it takes sometimes to face make a world party. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so it's not about her views. No, it's not about her views. But out of caucus as an independent MP, maybe she can do a lot of good. And maybe as a result of this, it's not all bad as a result of this, there might be organizations that now see her and her next act is, mm-hmm. if she doesn't decide to run for, again for politics or if she decides to leave politics or whatever, she might again, try another run as an independent. She might make up with a party. We never know what happens, but well, if, I'm sure there are lots of organizations now that see her as, okay, this is somebody who's willing to take a stance mm-hmm. even to find some of her party this, there's maybe an association, an organization, an act, activist group or whatnot, that will be happy to have her voice. And mm-hmm. maybe it will be in a place where it can do some do more good than it is now. It's, we just, we are, we're all trying to find our spots in the world.
0: If you get involved in provincial politics in the province of Ontario, you are doing this out of a sense of duty. Maybe you have a bigger plan for afterwards with the connections I make, I'll be able to network, but there is no pension plan for members of provincial parliament in the province of Ontario. That's true. So if you think you do your six or eight or 10 years in that position and you're going to get your golden pair, it doesn't exist. Mike Harris got rid of it 30 years ago. It is not a thing. Is it 30 years ago? It's a long time ago. It's 25 years ago at least. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's 30 years. Either way, there is no pension plan for members of provincial parliament in the province of Ontario. So those who get involved in, in, in provincial politics are doing so out of a sense of duty in in many cases. Hmm. Yeah.
1: All right. Let's see what else he had to say on this one. Hang on. At the end of the day, the NDP has every right to try and win the next election, and someone who can decry on the floor of the Ontario legislature the Israeli apartheid but can't bring herself to say Hamas did anything wrong, beyond attacking Israel for collective punishment of the actions of Hamas, is an electoral liability. The reason, of course, that Jama refused to say anything more is the same reason her initial statement led with a paragraph of air quotes context on the history before decrying unattributed violence she refuses to say the violence was unjustified, but more importantly, she views her role as some sort of truth-teller as above her responsibilities to anyone else. At the end of the day, JAMA will never end up doing much of anything to enact any form of structural reform and actual aid to the people in Ontario who need it. I'm not sure Merritt Styles will either, but I know for damn fucking sure that Styles has a better fucking chance of being remembered for any form of substantive achievement than JAMA does. Because Jama doesn't get that doing shit is more important than feeling good about yourself. Oh, that's, um, that's, oh, uh, that's raw. I'm not sure how I feel about that paragraph. He's probably right. <laughs> I'm just not sure how I feel about that paragraph being written that way. But that's me. The reason I'm pissed at Jagmeet Singh is that I want a left that actually can achieve electoral outcomes, because a strong left, especially in places where they are the ultimate opposition, is a good thing for the vulnerable and the needy. If Bonnie Crombie becomes the Ontario Liberal leader, I'm voting NDP, and I won't feel bad about it for a single second, because they are in the midst of remembering that they need to be a serious party to win office. JAMA, on the other hand, will go down as an irrelevance, never achieving anything of any substance but martyrdom in her own mind a principled failure that will have done nothing to advance the issues she came into activism and then politics to advance. We need serious people attempting to do serious things in this country and province right now, and the NDP have cut ties from a deeply unserious person who views politics as a vanity project to show your purity, and not a mechanism to help people. Oh! <clears throat> Bang. If you're standing with JAMA right now, you're exposing your vacu... I'm not sure I agree with this one no. at all, but I'm going to read it. If you're standing with Jammer right now, you're exposing your vacuousness and your sanctimony because any project that views lying to your leadership and daring them to remove you from caucus as worthwhile is a project that has decided that helping anyone is too difficult and therefore not actually a priority. And in three years when she is ingloriously sent back to the obscurity her uselessness and sanctimoniousness deserves, we will all be better off for it. Ooh. Evan doesn't pull his punches. Yeah, it's more that <laughs> if you're standing with Jama right now, you're exposing your vacuousness. You might be standing with her for other reasons. If...
0: Nuance, right? Nuance. She isn't in, in the political role. <clears throat> uh,
1: we here are not. Who are watching her. If what she said connected with you, you're not vacuous and you're not full of sanctimony. But if you expect that what she said meant that her entire party should adopt it as party policy and the party should decide to basically commit political suicide for the next election in order Mm -hmm. to take this stance, your view of how politics works and the direction which influence within a party goes might need some adjusting. But it doesn't, I don't think it says anything about you morally or as a person or your values. I wonder if it's just maybe misplaced expectations. It's, maybe this is a,
0: just an interpretation on my part, but uh, he's seen people doing this as a posturing.
1: Yes. Maneuver. Yes. The, there's the average person watching mm-hmm. at home who might be just involved or engaged in ways other than just being a person at home, watching it on TV and thinking, oh my God, this is so terrible. Mm-hmm. Or people that identify with the communities who are not politically That's active better. in any way. I'm sure there's a lot of people from the Jewish community and the, the Palestinian community and the broader Arab community in Canada who are seeing this going on and are rolling their eyes and saying, "Yeah, I'm not getting involved."
0: Mhm. Well, uh, yeah, I'm sh- yeah, I, no, I I get I it. Came here, I came here,
1: here to get away from this. It's happening over there. I'm I not, want no part no of it. No part of
0: it. And then just because you're a member of a community does not mean you have to be involved 100% of the time with every single cause that there is for that community because it we're human beings. We we're living. get ti- tired. We get exhausted. We get moments where it's, I, I don't want anything to do with this. I just want to get on with my life because I lived this before and it's time for me to move on. And there's something else to consider. And granted, I sit upon a high horse when I say this. Living in, in Canada, we don't deal with those sorts of things face-to-face, head-on, on a daily basis, in person. We don't have to. This is one of the very lucky things we have. And as a cis-hat white male on my white pyramid of privilege, I say there are times when my mental health can't deal with it and I need to take care of myself and just walk away in a different direction. There are lots of people who I'm sure feel the same way who look nothing like me, who just, no, I came here to get away from that. I, I want it out of my life. And, and you know what? That's Okay. It's absolutely okay, because in the end of the day, you have to take care of yourself first, because you can't take care of others if you're not healthy. You need to put your mask on first and then help everybody else. Right. When you're on on the plane, right? This is what I'm referring to. It's the first thing they teach you when when the masks drop, make sure yours is on securely before helping others. Because if you fall off, if you pass out, you're no good to anybody. So you need to take care of yourself first. So for, if anybody says, I can't be bothered with this, I'm not judging you for that. I'm not. You need to take care of yourself first. And if you're in a good enough place, emotionally, physically, mentally to help, that's awesome. But if you need to walk away, or if you, like, like we have said time and time again, you came to this country to get away from all of that. You want that on in your rearview mirror. That's fine too. So don't let anybody guilt you into having to choose a side when you don't want to, you just want to live your life. Like so many people in Israel and Palestine, the Gaza Strip, so many people just want to live their lives and they don't get to because of religion and
1: politics. Yeah. Yeah. Bang on my friend. Bang on my friend. We have to go soon. Unfortunately, already kits. But before we do, a little bit of celebration of some Canadians mm-hmm. who are making this proud because right now the Pan Am Games are going on and Team Canada is on second place on the medal board in terms of total medals, uh, third place in the gold medal race with 40 medals and 12 gold. And among them, kits and cups, we have Molly Gwen Simpson who won silver in the women's BMX. We have Rylan Weens and Nathan Sumbore-Murray, who won silver in the men's 10-meter platform synchronized diving, and Kaylee McKay, who we talked about because she, I think, won the the extreme high diving, like Mm 25-meter at the world championships. Mm -hmm. She got bronze in the women's 10 platform here. In the women's 10-meter platform synchronized, Kaylee McKay picked up a silver with partner Kate Miller. And in the women's one-meter springboard, Pamela Ware. Canadian legend in diving picked up a gold and Mia Valley picked up silver. So one and two.
0: There you and go. did you see the young woman young? She's a girl. She's 13 years old.
1: Yes. For skateboarding, won the gold. Skateboarding. Faye DeFazio Ebert. Women's Park event in skateboard. She's thirteen, the youngest member of Team Canada, and maybe the youngest competitor at the games. If not, I would think. But thirteen. Oh like
0: thirteen? <laughs> That seems awful young to be competing at that level. Like, my goodness yep. gracious. <laughs> I'm flabbergasted. A 13-year-old competing at uh, that level on the world stage and just won a gold. Holy crap. Yep. That's mind-numbing to you. Yep. <laughs> 13, you're still growing. <laughs> yep. Sure, you've got Summer McIntosh at 16, who she's still growing. She's a young girl, but. The difference between 13 and 16 as, as a female, as a woman is is vast in, in, in the physical maturity is what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. There's a different, there's a night and day difference. And I'm sure every woman in the chat can say, oh yeah, I remember 13 and then at 16. And that's why Summer McIntosh is just leaving everybody in her dust in the pool, dust in the pool. That's funny. <laughs> you trademarked that one. The, in pool.
1: the pool. Dust in the pool. All we are is dust in the pool.
0: <laughs> I was thinking it'd be a little bit more hard rockish. Dust in the pool. I'm going to leave you in the dust in the pool.
1: <laughs> I'm feeling that. Do a metal version. I'm fe- yes. A screamo version. Yes. And for those wondering, yeah, the swimmers are rocking it. I'm looking mm-hmm. at here one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 metals in the pool so far. And I think Maggie McNeil has two individual gold so far. And let's see, another gold in relay, and then bronze in relay. And then I think a silver in another relay. Yeah. So uh, she's got five medals so far.
0: And don't forget, the Summer Olympics are this summer, 2024.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She, she might have some weight issues with her luggage coming back. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, a little extra cold. and I'm sorry, ma'am. you are you are overweight. <laughs> it does not feel like
0: the last Olympics were four years ago because they were three years ago because of the pandemic. and funny thing was, both the winter and the summer Olympics that occurred during the pandemic were the first time in my life where I wasn't fully involved in watching them. Because of what was going on in the planet at the time, it, 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 and and during the Olympics, the last winter Olympics, we had the occupation of Ottawa that was going on. During that time frame, mm-hmm. so this was the first usually I get way into the winter over the summer yep. because we're a winter sport country, and the last ones I didn't pay attention to, and I feel I don't feel anything about it actually, to be honest with you. It didn't change my life at all, yep. but it was a first for me. It was a new experience, yep. not paying attention yep, same here, same here it's just it, it, there was too much other things yep. happening at the time. But this summer Olympics I'm looking forward to because I think it will be the summer of Macintosh. But, um,
1: so, geez, it's like, why is everything about apples these days? How do you like dumb apples? <laughs> All right, kids and cubs. That's the end of this episode of the Eager Beaver Morning Show. The Daily Beaver Morning Show, I should say, here on the Cryer Media Network. We hope that you love listening to us because we love making this for you. And because sharing is caring, please show how much you care by sharing the good word about our show with everyone. No exceptions, please just share it (laughs) Uh, because democracy is something that you do. Please write those letters. They really do work. And if you happen to have the time, check out a few school board meetings. And if you happen to have the time, consider running for something. Consider running for something. If you can, we need good people. You're watching the show. Clearly you're good people. That's obvious. This is good people space. So consider running for something. You might be the one you're waiting for. Oh, and, and remember,
0: we don't all have to see eye to eye on every single issue. As long as we're progressive and working towards a better tomorrow. Isn't that what's most important?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, darn. I'm seeing comments in the chat. I forgot. I wanted to do that we'll thing. See. That thing with Skippy with the other journalist when he was sitting at the desk. I, I'm sure everybody's seen the clip now where he didn't understand oh, yeah, the question. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. That was on there too. That's so much stuff. Yeah, we'll do it. So tomorrow. much stuff. We'll get to it. Tomorrow. So much stuff. We'll make hay of but and then we'll start the show with it tomorrow. But a member of a party getting the boot from their caucus is. Big news! If you're a political yeah, show, yeah. we'll get to it tomorrow. It's, it'll be there. It'll be there. It, it'll be there, waiting for us. Yeah. He's clearly not going away, sadly. But I digress. I digest. I, I digest. Yeah, apples <laughs> again. <laughs> I'm allergic. Yeah, yeah. My, my, you know what? You're this. you I know two Pauls who are allergic to apples. I can eat it like an apple
0: sauce. It has to be it has cooked, to be cooked. like an apple pie. Okay. If I, if it's raw. Hmm. Interesting. Throat swells, gum swells. I get extreme headaches. There's something, an acid or something in there that, that gets cooked out. Hmm. If it's, I can't eat raw, I, most raw fruits and vegetables. I simply cannot eat. Hmm. Interesting. If I do, I get very ill.
1: Hmm. There you go. And nobody wants them. No, we do not want an ill grizzly. Grizzly. We want yeah. peak performance grizzly when we can get them. All right. If you would like to subscribe to our show and not miss a single episode, as Mr. Grizzly put it down there earlier, the pod page sponsored by the Ray Girl. Thank you very much. By the way, you go to podpage.com slash the true North eager beaver, lowercase letters with a hyphen between each one of those words. And that way you subscribe. And when you have an episode out for you fresh off the bandwidth, you get it right away. And uh, we have some new episodes, new episodes, a few days old episodes out because we're finally getting around. I still owe you a couple of episode descriptions, which I'm hoping to write for you today. I'm three or four days behind on there, but I actually have time today to do that. So okay. I will do that. Yes. It's what the only thing I have on my schedule today is main thing. I still got regular work and whatnot, but it's to go get my flu and COVID shot. And I am really hoping that the COVID shot knocks me out today. So I, just, sure I have we'll planned be. to nothing because I need the sleep. So come on give me <laughs> <They're> right here. <laughs> okay. If you would like to contribute to help us do the show, The Squiggly by Mr. Grizzly's Head, That's our coffee page, ko-fi.com slash eager beaver, lowercase letters, all in one word. And that's where you can make your contribution to our chip jar, where we uh, make sure that we remain hydrated in order to produce this for you. And before you go, make like Elaine and subscribe or share. Uh, There it is with our, on our YouTube channel. And yeah, that helps us out a lot. From the Beaver Lodge, this is, ooh. This is your eager beaver saying it could be a tough world out there. So please be kind to and gentle with yourself. Mr. Grizzly's on the had this work call. I would assume coming in at the moment. So I am going to stretch a little bit here and give you a little bit more Pan Am games. Love. Let's see. Who else are we celebrating? Our equestrian dressage team picked up a bronze medal in a gymnastics artistic the women's team picked up a bronze, and the men's team picked up the silver. Felix Dolce, who we talked about uh, a couple of days ago because he met, some, met us and made some apparatus finals at the World Championships, picked up the gold in the all-around competition. The apparatus finals are uh, coming now, and uh, gymnastics will be over the next few days. In mountain biking, Gunnar Holmgren won gold, and it, actually it was the first medal of the Games. While until somebody won a second medal, we were number one. On the medal table, <laughs> thanks to him, and then Jennifer Ming Jackson, I believe, got the gold. I have to leave right now. Okay, we'll see you in right now, now. Kids, have a good day. Bye. Good
0: morning. This is the Eager Beaver Show.
1: You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast.